0: Come together to open up the Word of God, and how uh, how precious that is—just uh, God's Word, and uh, so much in the Bible just uh, applicable here in the Old Testament to our lives uh, day by day. Uh, let me let me throw in, and I failed to mention this: Men's Prayer Breakfast on Saturday. Men's Prayer Breakfast Saturday, eight o'clock, and then we have the yard sale. For the young people, that will be on Saturday also, yard sale for the young people. And so that's uh, taking place uh, 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock on Saturday also. And so yard sale for the young people. If you have items that you need to uh, depart with, items that you want to get rid of, uh, you can see Miss Eileen or Miss Rachel, and uh, they will help you to get rid of your stuff, and they will make uh, profit off of your junk so that our young people can go to uh, youth conference and our youth, uh, youth uh, camps and have, uh, have a great, great time with that. So I appreciate, uh, appreciate your help with that. Numbers chapter 16, would you stand with me? And we're going to be at the end of the chapter. This is a chapter dealing with rebellion. And so we come here to the end of the chapter. I want to pick up this evening in verse number 41, Numbers chapter 16, verse number 41. Uh, again, so appreciate your presence here tonight. Just uh, grateful for your faithfulness uh, to Valley Bible Baptist Church. And I know we uh, we still have some of that sickness going around. So I'm, I'm just grateful that you uh, have been here and just so faithful here. Uh, Numbers chapter 16, picking up at verse 41. And it reads, but on the morrow all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, saying, you have killed the people of the Lord. And it came to pass when the congregation was gathered against Moses and against Aaron, that they looked toward the tabernacle of the congregation. And behold, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. And Moses and Aaron came before the tabernacle of the congregation. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Get you out from among this congregation, that I may consume them as in a moment. And they fell upon their faces. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a censer, and put fire therein from off the altar, and put on incense, and go quickly into the congregation." And make an atonement for them, for there is wrath gone out from the Lord. The plague is begun. And Aaron took as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the congregation. And behold, the plague was begun among the people. And he put on incense and made an atonement for the people. And he stood between the dead and the living, and the plague was stayed. Now they that died in the plague were 14,700 beside them that died about the matter of Korah. And Aaron returned unto Moses, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and the plague was stayed. And uh, with that, uh, what we're going to look at tonight is uh, along our wilderness journeys, our need for constant intercession. And uh, we see that here with the, the congregation, the children of Israel, and uh, how often uh, they needed the intercession of Moses on their behalf. And uh, what I want to relate that to tonight is uh, that's a picture of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we sang that song tonight, Prone to Wonder, Lord I Feel It, Prone to Leave the God I Love. And, and uh, how often along our wilderness journeys, we're like the children of Israel and we just need the Lord. And I'm grateful that we have a God uh, tonight that ever lives to make intercession for us and on our behalf and uh, with that thought to uh, join me tonight let's go to the Lord in prayer this evening and uh, look unto him and we so need him here tonight father thank you I thank you Lord for again this wonderful opportunity to come to church and to be in this place And, uh, Lord, I'm just encouraged by uh, each one of the faithfulness of folks. And, uh, Lord, I I pray that uh, time tonight would not be in vain, that, God, you would be our teacher this evening. And, and Lord, guide us into your truth. And, Lord, I pray that uh, you would uh, just show us how you have made atonement for our soul and how precious, how wonderful you've been unto us. And, uh, God, guide, uplift yourself, we pray this evening. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. And you may be seated uh, this evening. And, and as you're seated, uh, just kind of uh, back up and give you, uh, again, some of the details of Numbers chapter 16. This uh, chapter is uh, really an important chapter and a lot of lessons that God gives us in this particular chapter. Uh, in this chapter, we see the rebellion of Korah and Dathan and Abiram, how they rose up against Moses And they stated in the early parts or the early verses of this chapter, uh, unto Moses and to Aaron, You take too much upon you. And they basically were accusing Moses and Aaron of being dictators. And what they failed to realize, they say, we are just as holy as you, we are just as good as you, and, but failed to realize that it was God that gave them their position. And uh, God called Moses and God uh, chose Aaron and God set them apart for this task. And I uh, hear these men rise up against Moses and Aaron and bring this accusation against them. You take too much upon you. And uh, God, as we have expressed, as always a God of order. Everything that God does, He does in an orderly fashion. And the fact is tonight that every one of us have been placed by God under God-given authority. We have umbrellas of protection within our life. And it's very important that we allow God to lead us through our umbrellas of protection. Now, in their rebellion, they stirred up the rest or much of the congregation against Moses. rebellion's kind of like cancer. Uh, cancer spreads, and so it was in the congregation. And it's kind of like cancer if you don't deal with rebellion. Uh, rebellion uh, spreading will bring death to uh, a body, death to a home, death to a family. It's very important that rebellion is dealt with. And in the book of Proverbs, uh, the Bible tells us, cast out the scorner, And the simple will beware. And there's just a principle in the word of God uh, many times is that rebellion uh, rises up. That rebellion, if it's not dealt with, it grows and and multiplies and uh, spreads. And it can spread in a family. It can spread at school, at work, in a church, or through a community, and even to a nation to bring destruction to a nation. Now, God uh, dealt with the rebellion. And he brought judgment upon the instigators of that rebellion. And in that story, in our story, and, and uh, there, there's no horror movie that has anything on the Bible. Uh, nothing, uh, you look at the, the word of God, these are not fairy tales. These are truths in God's word. Uh, God opened up the earth and he swallowed these men and the families of uh, Dathan and Abiram, but swallowed up these men and they were destroyed in an instant and screams and cries as uh, the earth swallowed them up alive. And then after these men are swallowed, the 250 men of renown that had joined in this rebellion were consumed in the fire of God. And God was proving and showing to the congregation the choice of his men. Now God's judgment, a strong warning to the rest of the congregation. They were warned by Moses, the congregation, warned by Moses to separate from the tents of these ungodly men. And then as the earth opened, they would hear the cries and the screams of these that were destroyed. Now, with that as the background, we come here to the end of the chapter. And one would think that it would put an end to the rebellion. Just imagine, you have personally witnessed the earth opening up and swallowing up men alive. And you've heard their screams. And you've seen the fire from heaven as it consumed uh, the 250 men of renown. You've witnessed that, and uh, you would think that would put an end to the rebellion in the congregation. Uh, But what a testimony of the wickedness of the human heart. Uh, How many times we're prone to wonder, as the song says, Lord, I feel it prone to leave the God I love. And how many times in our own hearts Have we rebelled? How many times have we had warnings or things that God has tried to teach us and show us and and yet sometimes, like the children of Israel, uh, we come back and we do exactly the opposite sometimes of what we know that we ought to do. Anybody here been guilty of that? You've done the opposite of what you know that you should do. How many of you have had strong warning at times and yet you went on and persisted? Uh, amidst the strong warning. And we've been there, haven't we? And so it is with the children of Israel. And God, I believe, is trying to teach us some lessons. Now we come to chapter uh, 16 and verse number 41, and you'll see here the rebellion of the people. And notice here uh, in verse 41 of Numbers uh, chapter 16, uh, this statement, but on the morrow, uh, the very next day, on the morrow, uh, it's hard to believe uh, how... How little time it passed before uh, immediately they're they're, uh, doing the same thing after witnessing all of the horrible events from the day before uh, on the morrow. It reads, uh, the congregation, and it says all the congregation, Uh, all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, uh, saying, ye have killed... The people of the Lord. The very next day, rising up once again against their God ordained leadership. Sometimes we're hard headed, sometimes it takes us a little while to learn some things. I'm thankful that God disciplines and God spanks and God constantly gives us the warnings and the guidelines and and things in our lives. But here all the congregation rose up, murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And and I'm reading this, I'm thinking to myself, poor Moses. Uh, Think about this guy. Here is Moses. He did everything he could to help the people. Over and over, Moses has intervened on their behalf. Uh, Moses has laid down his life for their sakes. How many times up to this point that God said, let me alone, Moses, and I'm going to destroy the congregation. And I'll raise you up and make a great nation out of you. And then Moses intervened. Uh, After all Moses did, they despised, And they rejected his sacrifice, his prayers, and his leadership. Uh, They were ungrateful. And rebellion is always ungrateful. Uh, I wonder how many parents have had their hearts broken uh, after they poured out and invested and uh, given all for the sake of a child. And after all of the love, the sacrifice, and uh, here that child rises up in ungratefulness and rebellion against the parents. Uh, I wonder how many marriages that one or both partners, selfish and ungrateful and uh, rebellion coming into the picture. And uh, ultimately, I believe what God is giving us this evening is a picture of the human race. It's a rebellious race. Uh, We go all the way back to Genesis chapter 6 and Genesis chapter 6, the Bible tells us as the wickedness upon the face of the earth grew that it repented God that he had made man upon the earth. After all that God had done for man, after all the gift of the garden and after the beautiful uh, creation that God had given and God's provision for every need of mankind, yet man rebelled against God. And and then we think about this even further, uh, that God, would leave the glory of heaven. That he would be born in a manger. That he would become man. That he would ultimately go to the cross to die on our behalf. The Bible put it this way. He was in the world, the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And so after all of the sacrifice, the Bible continues to say, yea, all we like sheep have gone astray. But let's take that a little further. We're not talking tonight just about those that are lost. How many times since you have been saved have you wandered away from the fold? Or how many times have you been ungrateful or rebellious towards what the Lord has done? How many times has God done something very special for you? Or how many times have you been to an altar and made a new commitment unto the Lord and and then you turn away and and it's not long like the next day. You're doing exactly what you promised you wouldn't do again. You ever vowed that uh, you were going to clean up in an area and then you find yourself going right back to the same pig pen that you came out of. The rebellious heart. And you notice here their, their accusation. Look at, uh, at verse 41, uh, the latter part of that verse. Their charge against Moses this next day. Ye have killed the people of the Lord. Uh, what a charge. You've killed the people of the Lord. Uh, Moses, you swallowed up the congregation. You swallowed up Nathan and Abiram and their children, and and Moses, you called fire from heaven and you burned uh, those 250 men of renown. You've killed the congregation. Was it the fault of Moses? Not at all. See, God, they uh, received their just reward. Uh, Many, many times, and this is rebellion, uh, you'll find, and and always be careful when somebody is speaking negatively against their parents or speaking negatively against God-given authority, you need to be careful because many times behind that may be a rebellious heart. And sometimes that negative talk in the background, those accusations in the background, be very, very careful of the accusations that you receive, that you take. So rebellious hearts were blinded to the truth. It was not the fault of Moses. In fact, because of Moses, they were still alive. Uh, had it been uh, without Moses and his intervention, they would have been destroyed multitudes of times, but Moses intervened. So we have the rebellion of the people, and that brings me, verse number 42, to the wrath of God, deservedly so. And it came to pass when the congregation was gathered against Moses and against Aaron that they looked toward the tabernacle of the congregation, and behold, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. Now, as the congregation again rises up against Moses, rises up against Aaron, in the midst of the congregation, the tabernacle, the Lord revealed himself, he revealed his glory, and the cloud covered it. The glory of the Lord appeared. Now, put yourself in their positions. They have risen up. They, they witnessed the day before uh, the cleaving of the ground and the swallowing up of, the, uh, of, the, of those in rebellion, the burning of fire. They witnessed that. And now as they complain once again, they murmur again. They look to the tabernacle and the glory of the Lord appeared. Uh, don't you know their hearts skipped a few beats at that point? It's a scary thing to enter into God's presence because holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Listen close. We have lost a sense today of the glory of God. We've entered a time in our nation when it's nothing to sin against God in our minds because we really don't believe that God sees and knows all that we're involved in and all that we're doing. See, if God revealed Himself and we had that sense of God's presence and God's holiness, it would change the way we live. I think had the congregation had a sense of the holiness of God and a sense of the glory of God before they murmured against Moses, they would have thought of it a little differently. I think it would have changed their reaction. I think it would change our reaction towards parents, towards authority, if we understood and sensed the holiness of God. You take your Bibles for just a moment. And let's, um, well, let me me read a couple of verses here. Look at, at verse 43 And uh, verse 43, And Moses and Aaron came before the tabernacle of the congregation. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Get you up from among this congregation, that I may consume them as in a moment. And they fell upon their faces. Now you think about this. The congregation deserved the just judgment of God. Uh, They deserved this. They deserved the wrath of God. God was just, God was right. Uh, They have immediately rebelled against uh, God in rebelling against Moses and rebelling against Aaron. They're rebelling against God. And God would have been just in a moment of time to consume them in the fire, in his wrath. Now, I want you for a moment, keep your place here. Number 16, I'd like you to go to the book of Isaiah with me. Chapter number 6, Isaiah Chapter number six this evening, Isaiah chapter six. In Isaiah chapter six, you know the story, but I like to read this because it illustrates here tonight our point. In Isaiah chapter six, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon the throne. High and lifted up, his train filled the temple. Here Isaiah has a sense of the holiness of God, the glory of God. And above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, with twain he covered his feet, with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. The house was filled with smoke. And then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Now, you find throughout the word of God, when when men and women and boys and girls come into the... They, they sense or they see or God reveals His glory and His holiness. There's this awful sense of the sinfulness of man. And again, this is so lacking today. If we had that sense of God's glory, it would change the music we listen to when nobody's around. It would change the things that we look at with our eyes when nobody is around. It would change the way we treat our adults and authorities when nobody is around. And young people, it would keep you from talking back to your parents when nobody is around. It would give you a good heart and a good attitude towards those that God has placed over you. And so we have that holiness of God there in the temple and here now God uh, reveals His holiness in Numbers chapter 16, His glory unto this congregation that has sinned against them and, and they deserve to die. They deserve the judgment of God. And let me state here tonight, don't we all? We've been there, haven't we? Because we did not sense and understand how holy God is. Now let's go back to Numbers chapter 16. We have the rebellion of the congregation, the wrath of God, but here's really the focus that I want us to see tonight, and it's the intercession of Moses. At the end of verse 45, it reads, and they fell upon their faces. It's Aaron and Moses. God said, get you up from among this congregation that I may consume them as in a moment. And they fell upon their faces. I believe that Moses and Aaron, so to speak, stood between God and the congregation. God said, they've sinned against me. Let me alone. I'm going to consume them. Moses and Aaron fell upon their face before the Lord. They began to pray. They began to intervene. Uh, In this, they become a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Here's what I want us to see tonight. And again, keep your place in Numbers chapter 16. Two passages in the New Testament. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7. I'm very thankful tonight that when I deserve the wrath of God, I have a Savior that stands between me and the Lord. I have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. I have a, a lawyer, so to speak. And when the old devil, that, that big bully... Uh, comes after me. I, I've got a lawyer. I've got, a, I've got a, an advocate that stands between me and that bully and uh, stands between me when I deserve God's wrath tonight. God, uh, Jesus Christ stands there. And, and the Bible tells me in, in Hebrews chapter 7, verse number 25, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession them. Now, what the Bible teaches is when Jesus ascended into heaven, he took his position at the right hand of the throne of God. And the Bible says, having ascended into heaven, he ever lives there to make intercession for me, for you, on, be- on our behalf. He lives, makes intercession for us. Now, let me illustrate this in, in, in the Bible, Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. I picture this is somewhat of what the Lord is doing on our behalf. Luke chapter 22, we have the account of Peter. This is the night of the betrayal. This is the night before Christ is crucified. And the Lord has warned His disciples what is about to take place. In Luke chapter 22, verse number 31, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon... Behold, Satan had desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now here the Lord Jesus Christ interceded on behalf of Peter. Uh, The Lord has given Peter warning. Peter, you're going to deny me this night three times. He says, Satan has desired to sift you. But he said, Peter, I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Now we know, of course, this very night after the Lord has prayed that Peter denied the Lord three times and he went out and wept bitterly. I believe there's a difference here tonight between Moses and, or between Peter and Judas. And uh, Judas denied the Lord. Judas betrayed the Lord, but Judas was never saved. But uh, Peter, uh, a child of God, uh, Jesus Christ, interceded on his behalf. Uh, God's wrath was averted. And friend, over and over and over, Jesus has prayed for you. And he's prayed for me. How many times, like the congregation, we've rebelled. How many times we deserve God's judgment. But how many times, Jesus, on our behalf, has intervened that our faith fail not. And so we see this type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now go back to Numbers chapter 16. Some beautiful things here in this chapter. Look at verse 46, Numbers chapter 16, verse 46. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a censer, and put fire therein from off the altar, and put on incense, and go quickly into the congregation. And make an atonement for them, for there is wrath gone out from the Lord, the plague is begun. And and Aaron took as Moses commanded, ran into the midst of the congregation, and behold, the plague was begun among the people, and he put on incense and made an atonement for the people, and he stood between the dead and the living, and the plague was stayed. Again this is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Bible said he made an atonement and that word atonement is a reconciliation after enmity or after controversy. And here Aaron made an atonement for the people. He intervened or reconciled the people back to God. So get the picture, the children of Israel have sinned against the Lord. God said, Moses, let me alone. Uh, My wrath will go out. I will consume the congregation. They deserve that. And Moses and Aaron fell upon their face. They intervened on behalf of the people. They stood between God and the congregation. And then as the wrath of God, the plague of God went out for the congregation, uh, Moses sends Aaron to make an atonement and a beautiful picture. Aaron comes and he stands between the dead and the living. Uh, The wrath of God has been poured out. And Aaron, as this plague goes forth, Aaron sacrifices literally himself and stands between the dead and the living. And my friend, that's exactly what Jesus did for us. Oh, how he made atonement for us. I want you to turn your Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 5. Romans, chapter 5. And we see this beautiful picture, this beautiful type, and all that God has done on our behalf. In Romans, chapter 5, verse number 7, we read, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God committed this love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies, and this is what the atonement was, we were enemies and the children of Israel had sinned against God, they deserved the wrath of God. Uh, if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. Much more than... Uh, Being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Reconciliation has been made by Jesus Christ on our behalf before God. Now turn back with me, Numbers chapter 16. We see the rebellion of the children of Israel. We see here the wrath of God, the intercession of Moses and Aaron. And then we find here this response of God to this atonement, to the intercession. Verse 49, we see the judgment. He says, now they died in the plague were 14,700 beside them that died about the matter of Korah. But I want you to see here in the midst of judgment, God showed mercy. And Aaron returned unto Moses unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And notice this, the plague was stayed. As God, as Moses intervened, and the wrath of God was appeased. So often you'll find that in the midst of judgment, God shows mercy. Uh, In the midst of judgments, God uh, reveals himself. We find truth and mercy revealed together through the Lord Jesus Christ and how good the Lord has been unto us. And so, friend, I I don't know about you, but over and over, I'm like the children of Israel. And over and over, uh, I have failed God. And over and over, I've deserved the wrath of God. And many, many times as I've come and seen the, Holiness of the Lord at times. And just seeing where I really stand. I cry out like uh, Isaiah. Woe is me for I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. I'm very thankful tonight that I have a Savior that intervenes on my behalf. I have a Savior that made atonement for me. I deserved God's wrath, but he stood between God's wrath and God's judgment. uh, The living and the dead on my behalf, that through Jesus Christ, I might live. And what a beautiful picture. What a beautiful time God gives me in his word tonight. I'd like with that tonight, every head bowed and every eye closed here tonight. And I wonder maybe as you look at your life, maybe there are some things that you have to say I have rebelled in some areas and I know there are some things going on in my life that are not right. And there are some things that God has has shown, God has revealed and and I need to get it right, need to make it right here tonight. And here tonight, as, as God has, has dealt and spoke, and uh, let's be willing just to be honest and have His way and thank the Lord for His mercy.